Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sitting in Silence podcast. So, I just, honestly, I just need to talk. And this is going to be a little bit more of a personal, in-depth, get-into-my-brain-and-understand-what-I'm-thinking podcast episode. Because I just need to talk about stuff, and I don't want to bother anyone. Which I really should. Like, I think I really do need to just actually physically or not like not physically now can't go see anyone physically or i shouldn't um but i mean like in person to another person just talk about stuff um because lately i've been feeling like really bad like really bad i don't know well i think i know what it is but i don't want to give it away it's just i've been feeling really worthless this is really something i should talk about with a therapist but i don't have a therapist so you're gonna have to listen to me talk about this stuff um if you are a therapist reach out if you want i'd be happy to talk to a therapist i just don't want to (laughs) pay anyways um so yeah basically i've been feeling very worthless i don't like i feel like i don't deserve anything good (laughs) like what like why why me why would i deserve to have the things that i want you know i don't think i compare to a lot of people um in this world i'm pretty average i'm mediocre um nothing really special that's what i think about myself and i know it's not good (laughs) I shouldn't be thinking that way about myself. I should have a lot of self-worth because, you know, obviously if you feel or you think very highly of yourself, it'll lead other people to believe that you deserve to be thought of that way as well. I'm pretty sure I read that or heard that somewhere. Um, Especially when it comes to relationships, like if you're not sure of yourself, if you're not confident in yourself, then why would anyone else be, you know? So, yeah, that's honestly, like, a really good explanation as to why my life is so lackluster, I feel like, because I don't, I don't, well, ever since high school, I think, no, even high school, I didn't really care about that stuff, I think university, (laughs) ever since I got into university, it's been, like, kind of downhill, my mental, the way I think about myself, kind of just in the drain (laughs) not very good and i think that is due to like mainly stress about different stuff regarding school mainly um it's just and i don't think it's me like i think about i think that way about myself but it's not because of me it's just because of things that i let affect me and i need to stop doing that as much but i don't know how um I was never taught how to, you know, I'm Asian, I don't know, uh, if I've ever said that, no, I have, um, I'm Asian, and, you know, stereotypically, Asian parents aren't very affectionate, and they don't really get into, like, oh, praising, I guess, praising you, and just, reassuring you that you're good and you're valid and they're proud of you um stereotypically my parents have done so but 
it's exclusively when I do something good. Um, so, well, I'm really, like, self-diagnosing myself. Um, so yeah, they really just mainly praise me when I do something good. And then, um, because of that, I think I was ingrained to believe, like, oh, I only have worth when I'm doing good. Or I'm, like, uh, successful, basically. So, like, getting good grades, doing well in, in sports or something. Um, stuff like that. And, like, I think I base, because of that, I base my self-worth off of my achievements. Which I really shouldn't be doing, but it's just something that's been ingrained in me. Um, so if any of you know how to, th- uh, like, uh, therapize that, is that a word? Um, help me get over that. That would be really helpful. Um, it's kind of nice to talk about this stuff now. And that's honestly why I wanted to make this podcast in the first place. To talk about this kind of stuff. Um, I wasn't dealing with that a few months ago. Or this a few months ago. But now I am. As a result of school and stuff. So. Yeah, that's really where my brain's been at. The last few days. I've just been like really down on myself, hating myself. <laughs> it's should I admit this? I don't know. Maybe I can say I've had a lot of existential doubts, concerns. Um not of, all of them are great, but I'm at that point <laughs> right now in life and I like I'm still, you know, going through school and, and trying to get sh- shit done. Sorry for swearing. But, like, it's hard because I just, I'm always second-guessing myself. Like, can I actually do this well? Um, am I going to fail? Once I, like, once I click start on this quiz, am I going to fail? Um, I think that's been built up ever since high school. And now it's just really getting to me. Last year, I was like this too, but I think it's gotten worse. <laughs> um, I think that's it about that. I'm just really, I have a really low self-esteem, self-worth right now. Uh, I don't, I feel very anxious, I can say, about doing well because I base that Wait, I base my self-worth off of that. Uh, it's just not great things, and I think I need to, I need to figure it out. <laughs> but, yeah. I didn't, oh, I didn't even, like, do a really, <laughs> I didn't do an intro, really. It's just, I just started talking. That's how desperate I am to talk about this stuff. Um, before we move on, I think that's all I'm going to say about my mental issues. I'm just not feeling great. <laughs> so sorry if my... I'm not as... Sorry if I'm not as energetic this episode. It's just I'm really in a weird place right now. Um, Yeah, I'm still out here in my apartment chilling. Um, today is not a weekend. It's actually Tuesday. I have a little bit of time, I guess, to record. This week is a little bit lighter than other weeks, so that's great. Um, 
yeah, we're just gonna move on now. Uh, from that whole part, maybe I'll come back to it if I keep thinking about it in my head while I'm talking about something else. Anyways, um, so the song of the podcast, I have a bunch. So I have, okay, for my podcast notes, I have like a list of, well, I have a section for each, uh, podcast episode. Um, and the next one I have, I plan to talk about a a bunch of different things. None of them I've actually touched on yet, but we'll we'll get into it. Um, so yeah, I have a bunch of notes for each episode and um this episode i had um just my type by the vamps as a song of the podcast and i honestly i haven't listened to the song in like a week or two but i do really like it it's in so i have this playlist on spotify um with all my favorite songs and it's in there so i do enjoy it it's like a i don't know what it's a pop song kind of pop rock not really pop rock it's a alternative can you say that i'm not very good with distinguishing um genres of music really but it's just a good sounding song um i recommend it it's fun you can dance along to it um and that's that okay i think I need to take a quick break so I can like re-adjust my thoughts and get on track actually. I was just rambling this first half of the podcast but I actually want to go through my notes. What I had planned originally and uh, do it not so messily. Okay, I'll be back. Break time. Okay, I'm feeling a little bit well, I'm feeling the same, but more prepared to talk about the stuff I need to talk about this episode. Um, it's just going to be basically about new releases that are coming out that I'm very excited for. So first off, NCT 2020. I think I mentioned NCT before in an, in another episode, but basically if I haven't, NCT are a K-pop group. Um, they're quite big and by big i mean like number of members big um they have like 23 members now (laughs) um but yeah this this new comeback is basically all the units of nct so nct is divided into three different units or teams if you will that members are split up into um but this comeback is all of them coming together to release an album um, under the name NCT, uh, and yeah, they added two new members, which is quite exciting, I guess, um, you know, more names to learn, (laughs) it's not that hard, honestly, once you learn all the current members' names, and, like, who they are, and what they look like, and stuff, and then new members are added, it's not hard at all to figure out who's who, once you know everybody, but, For anyone starting out trying to learn NCT, I understand. It's very intimidating, but yeah, I just, it's no big deal now. (laughs) Two new members. So the first one is Sung Chan, who is a Korean dude. And I think he's a rapper. I don't know. I haven't really looked into them yet. I just know who they are, know what they look like. That's it. They haven't released anything for this comeback yet. They should be soon, but 
I'm waiting. Um, and then the other one is Shotaro. I don't know how to say his name. Shotaro. That's the Western way. Shotaro. He's a Japanese member, and I think he's just like like a dance guy. We don't know if he raps or or sings, but his talent is dancing. So I'm expecting some center action with him, um, some very crisp, nice dance moves. Um, and yeah, I think this comeback, other than the new members, it's gonna be at least th- four songs because. They already announced which units they're going to be um, splitting up into for this comeback. So they're not maintaining the like main units of NCT that I mentioned before. They're splitting up into new units temporarily for this comeback. I don't know. I haven't really looked into who's in what unit, but I know there's four. I'm just going to see when it comes out who's in whose unit. Um, no idea what the sound is gonna be. I hope it's good, at least. NCT's music is, well, music's? NCT's music is really, like, experimental, I I would say. Um, it doesn't really follow a norm. It just does whatever it wants to do, and it, it sounds good most of the time. Usually, I don't think I've hated an NCT title track. Uh, yeah, I haven't. A lot of people have, though, <laughs> but that's because, like I mentioned, it's experimental and people are not used to it, I guess. But a lot of people, after they listen to it, I've heard, they come to enjoy the songs, which um, makes sense as our as our earbuds, ear, eardrums evolve, our sound, our tastes evolve. I think NCT is very mature. So they're on the next level before we get there, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, so yeah, that's something I'm very excited for. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about is Q, which is supposed to be coming out. Um, the first episode of the next season is supposed to be coming out in a few days. So I'm very excited. I really love Q. I only watched the anime, but I want to get into the manga so bad but it's really long so uh, i don't really have the time for that and i don't have the dedication to sit through like hundreds of episodes you know but the anime does a decent job in summarizing everything so it's great this the anime is only on season four so it's not actually that long and it's very entertaining um i don't think i've been bored watching haikyuu ever so I, honestly, if you want to get into an anime, I recommend that one because it's it's so good. It's the I think I already mentioned this. It's the only anime that I watch. Period. Um. Whew. But yeah, that's that. Waiting for that to come out. Um, it's not gonna be available for me though on that the day it comes out because obviously people need to sub it, translate it, and then put subtitles right. So gonna have to wait a little bit longer but it should be like within the week or two that it comes out so maybe you know oh, whatever <laughs> i kind of just ruined my own excitement there but it's fine um so yeah that's another thing that i'm very excited about and then the last thing um is the crown okay i don't know i haven't i definitely haven't talked about this on this episode on this podcast sorry but 
The Crown is such a good show. It's a Netflix, I think, original. Let me double check. It's on Netflix, I know. Um, and it's basically about the life of Queen Elizabeth and her family since her coronation. Uh, I'm on Netflix right now. Let's see. I'm pretty sure it is a Netflix original, but I'm not seeing it, so maybe it's not. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, it is a Netflix original. Um, uh, and yeah, so yeah, basically it goes, it follows the queen and her family, um, from her coronation, basically, a little bit before her coronation, actually, to, well, we don't know yet, because it's still coming out, but so far, it's at the point where, I think, Margaret, Princess Margaret, she is divorcing her husband or something, her it's not Peter Townsend. Oh, that's her first love. Who's the second guy? I don't really care about the second guy. I'm not, I'm not really into him for her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really into this kind of stuff. Like, I really like the historical aspect, like learning about, oh, the Queen's family and stuff and, and the royal history. Um, and then also like the drama that's in the show. Really love that. Um, it's really like the perfect show for me. It entails everything that I like. It does have some humor sometimes. Um, but mainly I love it for the historical and dramatic aspects. Um, oh, she doesn't get divorced. Okay, I'm reading the summary. Sorry. Summary of the last episode in season three. Um, season four is coming out in... I didn't mention this. Season 4 is coming out in November, so I still have like a month or a little bit over a month to go until the first episode of this new season comes out, but I'm very excited for it. I'm so excited. Anyways, um, let me find this man's name. Margaret. Margaret. Princess Margaret. Who did she marry? Right, Anthony Armstrong, Anthony Armstrong Jones. Um, yeah, I'm not into him for her. He's kind of a yucky dude. Uh, her life is kind of sad from the show. It 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 looks so so sad. Um, but yeah, like as you can tell me talking about margaret's life it doesn't only just follow the queen it follows her sisters the children as well they have their own little plot lines um of importance um this past season though it hasn't really been about the queen i feel like it's been more about those like subplots mainly prince charles charles's and him like discovering who he is and um coming to terms with his love for Camilla Shand and stuff. But in the earlier seasons, it's mainly been following the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, and like the politics uh, within Britain at the time. Um, 
as well as sometimes Princess Margaret's plot, uh, subplot. But yeah, this last season was mainly about Prince Prince Charles, um, which was interesting. I honestly found the Queen's plot and Princess Margaret's plot more interesting. I really thought it was like Princess Margaret's um, initial affair with that Peter Townsend dude really really interesting um (sighs) yeah I really recommend the show it's very very I keep saying interesting but it is entertaining and you learn about the the royal family and it's it's I don't know not everyone's into it but I'm really into it so that's why I like it so much I think um the royal family kind of stuff um, but yeah, this next season supposed is supposed to, you know, be more of like the modern day, um, how the modern day, uh, royal family is. So, uh, no, we get introduced, well, it's, I guess it's not modern day because it's been like 20 or 30 years since all this stuff, but more modern than what we've been exposed to in the previous season so basically diana is supposed to come in um she's supposed to dart dart (laughs) start dating that's what i wanted to say start dating charles and stuff and that whole like well i don't know how it plays out i don't know much about their courtship um if if camilla was still involved um, because I know Camilla eventually, oh no, at the end, wait, towards the end of season three, Camilla's married already, so he was having a, having a, oh my god, I can't speak, he was having an affair with her already, and then he starts dating, um, Diana, I see, uh, I'm reading, like, a summary kind of thing, or, like, an article about what's supposed to be in this new, uh, season. Margaret Thatcher, the PM, is supposed to be in, I don't know who the current PM is, where we are in the storyline, but, uh, yeah, that's mainly all I know about what this new season is supposed to entail, Oh, I also want to mention that, like, the the visuals of the show, they're so good. Like, aesthetically pleasing. I hate saying that, but it is. Um, for me, at least. Because everything's mainly, like, just, it's darkened. Um, you know, we gotta up the contrast. Is that? Yes, that's, Yeah. I'm thinking Photoshop. When you move the the cursor for the the uh, the slider, I mean the slider for contrast, and you up up the contrast to make it darker. Um, but yeah, it's upped in contrast, and it just it's really it looks kind of eerie. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Oh no, it's down the contrast, is it? I don't know, whatever. Vibrance high, but contrast high. So then it evens out, you know what I mean? Um, 
Um, should I go through episodes that I like from the show because I I want to? I think I will, so I get some satisfaction in my day. Um, side note, I think that's also a reason why I'm suffering mentally. Like, I don't have much satisfaction. You know, I put in work, but where's the reward, you know? So yeah, I'm not getting that reward, not having those, those right chemicals being released in my brain to make me feel good but anyways that's besides the point let's get into this so i feel some of that um so we're gonna go each season where i'm just gonna pick one episode that i liked so for season one oh i gotta oh i also i'll talk about this after um so yeah season one the episode that i really like i don't even know why it stuck out to me but i just enjoyed it a lot um is act of god and basically maybe i'll read the summary uh that netflix provides so i don't go on rambling about (laughs) what it's about when a dense smog cripples london for days and creates a serious health hazard churchill uh who is a a prime minister sorry at the time i was gonna say president churchill who is the prime minister at the time um, Churchill's inaction leaves him vulnerable to his political enemies. So, yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> what it is, there's a bunch of smog that comes in because of, like, I'm pretty sure the factories and then, like, something about the ozone layer or something, the, the clouds keeping the smog in the city. So, there's just a bunch of smog and then, you know, it's hard to navigate without either running into something or being hit by a car if there are cars on the road, which there there are, episode we see that, um, makes it hard to navigate, hard to breathe outside. You have to, every time someone goes outside, they have to, you know, cover their mouth with a handkerchief or something. And, um, yeah, it's just a very bad situation. And then the queen has to, you know, come in and, and try to help the situation, um, but also it follows Churchill mainly this episode. Uh, We see a lot, like I mentioned, a lot of politics in the first two seasons mainly. So this was one of the things that was presented. This issue, real, real thing that happened in in London. Churchill, we watch him as he like does nothing. He's pretty ignorant about everything. He's like, oh, the smog will be gone in like three days and we'll all be fine. So he doesn't do anything about it. He doesn't like order everyone to stay inside or or whatever. He's like, don't worry about it. It'll go away. It'll pass. It's the weather. Sounds kind of familiar <laughs> to another leader we have in our world today, but that's all I'll go into about that. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting seeing him like, oh, so he just puts it off puts this issue off even though like people are are telling him you should probably do something about this and then we also see that the opposition political party is planning on like mentioning how churchill is doing nothing and how it's ruining um or it's just hazardous to london he's not helping them he's like hurting them basically in order to try to get him out of office and stuff at this point churchill is like old it's past the war he's he's out of his prime so they're trying to get him out um and yeah it's very interesting seeing him go through that and then finally at the end he 
he does something um but i don't know why i like that one so much i just did um doesn't really sound that interesting but when you're watching the episode it just the way they present the story makes it more interesting than i'm explaining it so um oh my god season two i i didn't didn't even have to go through everything um i just quickly scrolled found the one this one i think i love the most out of all the episodes period um so yeah season two this one is called pater (laughs) this is a german i think it's a german world word sorry let me see a german word pater familias is it but what like what language is this god okay i don't know <laughs> um it said it was latin so i guess it's latin um but basically it means male head or i'm reading this from google the male head of a family or household so i think that's a pretty good title for this episode oh did i even say that the title of the last episode act of god if i didn't it was called act of god <laughs> but this one is called pater familias i really don't know how to say that uh let me read the summary so philip insists that prince charles attend his alma mater in scotland and reminisces about the life-changing difficulties he experienced there so i honestly it's such a powerful episode in terms of like um it's not even about being a royal well it is it it um reflects on things that happened within the family but like the theme is mainly just about family and being a parent and i guess being a child of of a parent who suffered in their past it gave me a whole new perspective of prince philip as well as prince charles um it's the first we actually get to know prince charles he's mainly just been a side character in this whole story mainly because he's been a child um but now he's in high school or he's a teen at least um and this kind of sets up for the the next season where it's mainly about him but um yeah we get to know him a lot more in this episode uh and where do i start i want to talk about this episode more because it's such like i really resonated with this episode i don't know why it just really hit me hard i think it's honestly their best episode period i already mentioned that but like objectively i think it's their best um not because i i like it um so basically from what i remember i haven't watched this episode in like four few months but from what i remember is that philip forces charles to go to this one school boarding school um that he went to when he was also a teen um even though charles wanted to go to this other school i think it was eton which is like a prestigious school in london or england um but philip and like he said no i'm he's not allowed to go there and um what's her name elizabeth i mean oh i almost called her princess queen elizabeth wanted charles 
to go to Eton as well, but Philip was like, he's my son, I get to t- decide where he goes, so he sends him off to Scotland. Um, and Charles really just doesn't fit in. Uh, he doesn't really like it there at all. He's kind of neglected and, and kind of bullied by the others there. Or was that Philip? Anyways, um, I'm getting confused because the story actually goes back and forth between Philip and Charles's experience at the school and like kind of shows parallels, I guess, between their stories, even though their stories were not the same at all. Am I going to spoil this whole episode? Do you mind if I do that? Okay, please look in the description or like the podcast notes and see when I stop finish. Wait, when I stop talking about this episode, if you don't want spoilers, because I really just want to talk about it. Um, so yeah, I encourage you to actually watch it first and then come back and perhaps listen to this part and see how excited I am. <laughs> Not excited, but into, into the episode I am. So please go do that. And then um, I guess we'll get into it now. So basically, Philip. So like I said, they both are shown to be going to the school philip when he was younger charles at the age he's supposed to be at the time of the show um but they have two different experiences so basically well we can find similarities but really one shouldn't be there and one kind of thrive there i guess um so Philip was sent by his family to go, but he didn't want to be there at first. Same as Charles. Charles didn't want to go, like I mentioned. He was really excited to go to Eton. The school was really not for him because it was more like physical training, I guess, and like mental building, like making you a stronger person. And it was an all-boys school, so same as Eton, but like, you know, different teaching and methodologies, basically. Um... I mean, Philip was sent mainly because his father just wanted him to go for some reason. I don't remember why, um, but he just wanted him to go. Philip didn't really want to go, like I mentioned, and I think that was because of his sister. He wanted to stay with his sister and stuff. Um, his sister is very important, um... So yeah, he's flown on a plane to the school um, with his sister. His sister hates flying, but Charles is there to comfort her during their trip. And that's where that part ends. Charles is also flown to the school with the dad. And the dad's like, oh, you're going to love it here. It's great. The dad's talking to the, the principal and their close friends. And then they both hate it there in the beginning. Like I mentioned... Philip wants to go home, Charles is crying, um, they're both, I'm pretty sure they're both bullied, uh, by the other students, um, I know for a fact Charles was bullied, I'm pretty sure Philip was, I don't know, they, basically, they just had terrible, terrible uh experiences there and then um charles he's mainly there just to appease his father 
and we see that because he decides to compete in this one competition it's kind of like a tough mutter i feel like um but yeah he decides to compete in it because he says like oh i think my father would want me to even though the principal guy says that you shouldn't like he recommends him not to do it because he sees that charles is not really made for this kind of stuff not really doesn't have the aptitude for it um but then philip he just kind of throws himself into that whole like regime um and that happens after um his sister on a way to a wedding she got into a plane crash and her and her family died (laughs) which is very sad the same sister who hated flying the sister he really loved um passed away he went to go uh to their funeral which was a really eerie scene it was very scary um so like basically he was flown to germany nazi germany um because i think that's where his family was at the time i think um or i think his family had relations to german higher-ups and then i don't know some of them married some germans and then they had their funeral there i don't know something like that um so yeah he's at the funeral there and it's really eerie because he's walking down the street where nazis are lined up on the side of the street um watching the caskets go by and then people walking behind it and philip is made to just (laughs) with the i'm pretty sure he has a swastika on his arm he's walking right behind the casket um (laughs) which is very like it's so weird so like eerie scary eerie um so yeah he's um quite dejected because his father at the funeral also says like oh you're the reason for this i hate you you're the worst blah 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 reason for um the sister's death or his daughter's death and like charles i mean sorry philip is really dejected after that and then he just has a spree where he decides to go work on a broken fence at the school and he's just there for like days on days just non-stop working and it's really sad to see he's just throwing himself into the work he's doing that voluntarily um um but then you know the students are seeing him day after day he's still there working I feel I think they feel some sympathy for him so they eventually go and help him and it's kind of like a brotherhood that they form um and then Charles he doesn't really get that like I mentioned I'm pretty sure he's bullied uh while he's there and then even during the what's it called the competition he doesn't do well the kids they don't care about him they don't help him out ever he's just there he's crying on the path um having a tough time and uh that's that's where it ends basically like they have two different experiences philip you know he kind of he was kind of saved because of the school you know he's very dejected after the death of his sister and his family kind of hating him and then he's like oh i got a brotherhood now you know they helped me build this friggin' fence and 
blah, blah, blah. He enjoyed it there. You know, sense of self. He got it back. But then Charles, not the same experience. You know, he was basically tortured. He felt tortured there. Um, and, like, there's no real, real closure either. Um, although, you know, at the end, we kind of get a, get the sense that Philip kind of feels remorse about putting Charles in this place because when he's flying him back after the school year, I'm pretty sure, school year's done at this point, um, he's telling him, oh, eat, no, not Eaton, Gordonston was such a great place for me and blah, blah, blah. Um, he's talking about how great it is, but then, like, he's not listening to Charles. This is the most powerful part, I feel like. After all that, um, he's trying to, you know, vouch for the school and say, oh, this is such an opportunity for you, but then Charles is, like, suffering on the side, um, during the plane. He's clearly afraid of planes, like his sister was, um, but... He's not getting the picture, Philip. He's still going on. He's like, stop being so bloody weak. Um, and just get over it, you know? Like, deal with it. And it's like, oh. I think that's what Philip was taught at Gordonston, you know? He was suffering um, after everything that happened. But he was taught to get over it, you know? It kind of toughened him up, if you will. Um, and he's trying to instill that on his son as well, but Charles, he's really not into that, and, um, it's just really sad, because Charles is really just not being understood by his parent, and his parent is not seeing that Charles, he's not really caring for Charles the way he should be cared for, like, he's putting him through, you know, education and blah, 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 quote-unquote caring for him, but, like, it's not really effective, and it's gonna harm him in the future, and it just made, it made me really sad, because I know people go through that, I really haven't gone through something like that, but I know other people do, and it's not a great situation, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that episode, uh, it's really good, it just really tugged at my heartstrings, really made me see things from two different perspectives, like, like I mentioned, like, I understand why Philip was like that, you know, it kind of, Gordonston kind of saved him and did think good things for him, but, like, at the same time, just because it was a good fit for you doesn't mean it's a good fit for your child, you know, um, the child also was suffering, Charles, he was suffering there, and he just really couldn't see that because he had such high praise for the school. <sighs> I feel like I've had, not in terms of family, but, like, conversation that goes like that. Um, you try to say something, and then another person just doesn't see your point. And it's like, ugh, I just, whatever, I'll give up. I don't know, it just, is it worth conversing with this person who will not see my my side? I don't think so. (laughs) Anyways, third season. Honestly, I think this is not my favorite season at all. But, um... I don't really have a favorite episode, I think. Well, maybe this one. This one is about where Charles, um, because he becomes the Prince of Wales, they want him 
I think it was Elizabeth wanted him to learn some Welsh so he could represent the Welsh people um, in the way that he should be able to. I really don't know how to say this title name because it's in Welsh and Welsh is kind of hard. Um, so yeah, he goes to um, Wales to learn Welsh at the school there and at first the citizens are not into it because the last um prince of wales who was oh my god was it his name is not richard but it's we see him in in season one and two or even season three he's um been through the whole show he was like the former king um that abdicated so he could marry a an American divorcee. Um, if any of you know that king, please let me know. I'm gonna try to search for him. King. It's not Richard, is it? I found it. It's King Edward the Eighth. I remember. Um, so yeah, he was uh, the Prince of Wales, I think, and he didn't do a great job at representing them. Um, so yeah, basically Charles kind of proves him wrong. He actually wants to learn the language and represent the people well. At first, I'm pretty sure he was a little bit apprehensive because he didn't really want to be there either. But then after learning about the people and how they felt they were unjustly treated, um, he kind of warms up to them and wants to do good for them so that was a really heartwarming episode i remember that one very well really like it um and yeah those are the three episodes that i really like from the crown um it this took longer than i thought it would but i really had fun talking about um the show um now the thing that i said i wanted to talk about after just briefly um, I remember I was talking about hockey for like, well, when the playoffs started, I was talking about hockey. I just want to conclude that and say congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning the Stanley Cup. I've been waiting for Tampa Bay to win for like a few years now. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody expected them to win um, like a long time ago. So glad they finally get, got to do it. Um very proud of Steven Stamkos for finally getting that. Um, he really deserves it. Um, him, Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman. Um, is Vasilevsky still the goalie? I'm pretty sure he is. Um, let's see. Vasilevsky. Yes, he's still their goalie. So good for him sticking through that and getting that um, cup. The cup. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say on that. Good on everybody. Happy for them. Honestly, I wanted them to win. They weren't my choice, as we know from my, um, bracket. That went to shit after, like, the, <laughs> the second round, so I just stopped looking at it. But, um, they weren't my pick, but I was rooting for them, and I wouldn't have minded if they won, and they did, so... Congrats to them. Very happy for everybody. I don't know what's going to happen the next season. It's really unpredictable. Like, the second wave of COVID's coming. 
um so how are they going to deal with everything they i don't think they can afford doing like tests every week like they were doing before and having only the two bubbles um i think they need to maybe try traveling i don't know i don't think the bubble is sustainable in terms of 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 like ice first off ice revenue you need to bring in it's just going to tv broadcasts mainly um whatever revenue they get from that and then like merch sales which i don't know if people are buying merch they nhl.com seems to have a lot of sales going on i know they always do but like i'm noticing it more now more sales um so yeah i don't know how how everything's gonna go we'll see um kind of missing something to watch every week or every day almost but you know they need a break so i get it (laughs) and that's why i'm excited for these shows to come out so yeah anyways um that concludes the episode everything i wanted to talk about thanks for listening to this episode and um i'll catch you on the flip side i never say that but i don't know why i just did anyways Bye-bye.